Hi, it's Krista. I don't remember this exactly, but Padraig Otuma tells me that three years ago, I texted him a simple question. What if you were to start a poetry podcast that listened as much as it shared? Padraig is one of the people I most love in the world. I first came to know him as a listener to On Being, and later as a friend, a guest on the show, a colleague, and always a teacher to me about poetry, about the transformation of conflict, and about spiritual and theological intelligence. Across these same years, poetry kept rising up at the heart of On Being. And I began to realize that this way with words is something we humans need almost as much as we need water and air, especially in a time like this when official language is failing us and we are starved for fresh words to approach each other, to reach across the mystery of ourselves and the mystery of each other. Poetry Unbound was born in 2020, and it keeps going from strength to strength. Padraig likes to say that poems are interested in the people who listen to them. So as our next season of On Being takes shape for release in early 2023, why not consider Poetry Unbound as a listening companion and ritual this fall? The new season just started, and here's the first episode around David Wagner's poem, Lost, which Padraig has been invoking to me for years. This is the only episode of Poetry Unbound that we will feature here. So to listen to the rest of what is a gorgeous season, you can make your way to all the places podcasts are found, Apple, Spotify, also poetryunbound.org, and it will come to you every Monday and Friday. My name is Padraig Otuma, and one time I was walking through New York City with a new friend, and we were talking about poetry, both poets, and I said, oh, there's this poem by David Wagoner that I love. And she looked at me, and at the same time, we both said lost. And then she thumped me with her umbrella, because she said, how did you know this is my favorite poem? And I didn't. I was just saying, it's one of my favorite poems. And we recited this poem to each other, standing there. It was raining. People were going by. It was dark. There was lights. There was noise. And reciting David Wagoner's poem, Lost to Each Other, was a way of finding friendship, as well as finding location in the middle of a city filled with so much movement. Lost by David Wagoner Stand still The trees ahead and bushes beside you are not lost Wherever you are is called here And you must treat it as a powerful stranger Must ask permission to know it and be known The forest breathes. Listen, it answers, I have made this place around you. If you leave it, you may come back again, saying, here. No two trees are the same to raven. No two branches are the same to wren. If what a tree or a bush does is lost on you, you are surely lost. Stand still, 
The forest knows where you are. You must let it find you. first time I read this poem, the advice went into me in a way that made me look at the world differently, totally differently. Wherever you are is called here and you must treat it as a powerful stranger. What amazing advice. It's not saying, oh, and it's lovely or oh, and it's diabolical. A powerful stranger. I've used this poem over years with different groups that I worked with and said to them before we read it, what advice would you give to yourself when you're lost? And some people know themselves enough to say, well, calm down or retrace your steps or don't panic or don't wait too long before you ask for help. So this poem is written in the imperative, the, the tense that you use in grammar to give an order. Sit down, stand up, go out, come in. The first line of the poem is just two words, stand still. It's written from a voice that isn't sentimental. It seems to be caring because it's caring about whoever is lost, the me, I suppose, the person being addressed. There's a sense that the person is lost and perhaps not only lost, but then distressed that they're lost. And this poem has a voice in it that's calling your attention to say, just because you're lost, it doesn't mean that you have to be distressed. And even if you are lost, there's something to be found there. The only time we hear a verb conjugated in the first person in this poem is when the poem is allowing the forest to speak. The forest breathes. Listen, it answers, I have made this place around you. If you leave it, you may come back again saying here. What an amazing thing. I have made this place around you. I don't think that I'd ever thought about a forest speaking and that a forest isn't lost to itself. The metaphor of lostness the whole way throughout this poem is speaking to so many different circumstances. Something happens in us when we're lost. We go into old muscle memory, sometimes funny, sometimes calm, sometimes distressed, sometimes making the concern about being lost even worse. And I think this is so interesting for all of us to reflect on what am I like when I'm lost? So the poem makes use of a great device, which is repetition. The word you is repeated 11 times, but there's other things that are repeated as well. Stand still, for instance, repeated twice. And then no two are the same two, repeated almost like a, a calming mantra. No two trees are the same to raven. No two branches are the same to wren. And in this way, one of the things that the poem is doing is setting up a certain kind of pattern and a certain kind of recognisability to the ear, almost like a music, and as well to the eye as you're reading it. And this too is providing a map, a map to say, look at what's here. Look at all of these things in relation to each other. 
the raven and the wren are not lost and you don't need to be either because look at the pattern that's here and recognize that it might be your distress that's making your lostness feel worse. It could perhaps be that if you're able to gather yourself that you can find a certain kind of strength. The word lost is repeated throughout this as well. Over and over again, this poem does that. These little unfolding codes that are there waiting to be seen if you can only see it and if you can only put aside whatever feeling you have in association with being lost and begin to pay attention. And if you can't do that, if you can't pay attention to those patterns, then this poem is saying, well, then you are surely lost. And so observation, paying attention, noticing, being where you are and finding a way to not let your feeling about your feeling be the only thing you're paying attention to. Seeing what is at home in the place where you call lost, that might be the thing that realises that you are not lost and that there is a way forward. Lost can mean so many things, like I lost my data on my computer, or, you know, you can talk about losing your innocence, or you can say it's lost to me if somebody says something that you don't comprehend or don't want to comprehend. You can say, I lost the plot. Certainly we say that here when we're talking about maybe losing control. Amazing ways within which this simple word lost can mean so many different things. And how is it that the word lost crops up in your life? Is it that you want to be lost, actually? Somebody once said to me that in relation to religion that I come across like I'm totally lost. And I took it as a deep compliment. I was delighted because I have no interest in being found. I once was lost, but now I'm found is a phrase that echoes throughout so much hymnody in the Christianities of the world. And I sometimes have deep suspicion of the idea of being found because I am interested perhaps artistically in the idea about what happens when you know you're not found. What do you begin to observe? One of the things that struck me over the years of using this poem when I do group work is in the midst of all the instructions, so many people take different instructions for themselves. They hear what they most need to hear in the lines of the poem. I'm so curious as to what people hear in it, what you take away, where today where in this season of your life or where, wherever you are, is it that you find this poem speaking to you? Is it in the standstill? Is it in the no two trees are the same to raven? Is it in the single word sentence? Listen. What is it? I'm so interested to know where it is that this magnificent poem strikes you. Lost by David Wagoner Stand still The trees ahead and bushes beside you are not lost Wherever you are is called here And you must treat it as a powerful stranger Must ask permission to know it and be known 
the forest breathes. Listen, it answers, I have made this place around you. If you leave it, you may come back again saying, here. No two trees are the same to raven. No two branches are the same to wren. If what a tree or a bush does is lost on you, you are surely lost. Stand still. The forest knows where you are. You must let it find you. David Wagoner's book, Traveling Light, Collected and New Poems. Thank you to University of Illinois Press, who gave us permission to use David's poem. Read it on our website at onbeing.org. Poetry Unbound is Gautam Shrikishan, Eddie Gonzalez, Lillian Vo, Lucas Johnson, Amy Chatelaine, Kayla Edwards, and me, Chris Hegel. Our music is composed and provided by Gautam Shrikishan and Blue Dot Sessions. This podcast is produced by On Being Studios, which is located on Dakota land. Open your world to poetry with us by subscribing to our Substack newsletter at poetryunbound.org. You may also enjoy our other podcast, On Being with Krista Tippett, or our newsletter, The Pause. Visit us at onbeing.org to find out more. This podcast is produced by On Being Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota.